It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. A great tasting protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. I'm Zach Blackerby. Michael Pappas hanging out, as well as Painter Sharpless of ESPN 106.7. Michael, where'd you go this weekend? Uh, I went to Columbia <laughs> South Carolina. I don't care, loser! <laughs> he went to Columbia. I went to Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> Man, you, and you, uh, you got beat up at our staff meeting this week for it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yo, Columbia stinks! He's like, okay. I was like, all right. Every time you tried to say where you went, they're like, no, no, that's not how you do it. Ugh. Or I, I bet you went here. And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, why not? I'm like, well, you just spent five minutes saying how bad it was. Isn't yeah, that a good thing? Yeah, it sounds like I, uh, that, that worked out for you. <laughs> like I dodged a bullet. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so today on the show, I want to talk about uh, the quarterback situation as well as running backs and uh, a weird defensive tackle debate that I saw on Twitter uh, from multiple places. So uh, we'll touch on all that first. Shout out to uh, Elliot. Ran into Elliot. Um, he came up and asked, um, you know, said he listened to the show when we were eating lunch on Friday and talked a little bit about the quarterback situation. Obviously, Grant Loy, uh, that was the the big news on Friday. Painter, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on what Grant Loy's role in this offense is going to be. To me, it seems like you've added a depth piece. I wonder how Kayla Newton factors in here. And Zach, I wonder if we disagree slightly at all about the usage of Newton because before Loy came into the picture, I thought, all right, you've got basically an emergency backup because Cord Sandberg, we know he's not in to play. There's a lot that Cord Sandberg can do, but it does not start an SEC game. And then the other, Shiaot Garnett. He can't get Social Security, though. (laughs) What? He's He's so old. old. (laughs) He's like 40. And then Shiaot Garnett, like, do you really want to throw in a true freshman who you view as a developmental uh, piece? So I do love Shiaot Garnett, just not this year. And and so, you know. He's no Sawyer paid. That is correct. That is a factual statement. But with Lloyd in the picture now, I wonder, all right, is there much there for Newton? Could they use Newton in some sort of package? Will they use Lloyd in that package because he's got a big body and can run a little bit? More than anything, I view him as a death piece if the worst-case scenario happens and Bo Nix is unable to play. Yeah. Saw a few people say this angle, and Michael, when we talked about it, we really didn't hit on this angle as much as I think we should have. But Bo Nix, obviously the starter for Auburn, is a positive COVID test away from being out for two weeks. You know, even mm-hmm. if he's showing symptoms or not. And I think that is um I think that's a big deal. And I think that's something that we didn't mention Friday. And I think that um that kind of covers up and kind of makes a lot more sense of okay, they do need a backup. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that no quarterback, no starting quarterback in college football will miss a game because of a positive COVID test. That's spicy. I don't care if it's because they just quote-unquote test everyone and never test the quarterbacks, or it's or they just bury positive COVID tests for quarterbacks, or if they just quarantine the quarterbacks for the entire season. But <laughs> you, if you expect me to believe that, especially any SEC program, is going to have their starting quarterback miss games – Random games in the middle of the season, even um, because of a a positive COVID test when they're asymptomatic, I just I find that so hard to believe. 
It's not going to happen. Maybe again, I, I guess caveat I like would be if it's like. it's too early to say, right? Because the bad press, like I'm not at all d- dismissing that coaches will do anything they can to get a competitive advantage. Lincoln Riley, of all people, has been very vocal about the pressure there will be on coaches to play and to practice, even if it's like, well, we kind of know we shouldn't, but no, who's going to know? You know, mm-hmm. who's going to know? And then eventually someone finds out, and then it becomes – it would have just been easier to sit your quarterback or whoever. Like, so I'm not denying the possibility exists that coaches would do something that probably – not probably, just shouldn't be done. Yeah. But I think to blanket say that it just will – like, I don't know. I, I think there are some coaches out there like Lincoln Riley who get the grasp and depth of, of this right now and that like, it is more important than winning football games mm-hmm. yeah it's going to be interesting to see how different programs handle it and some will handle it great and there's going to be some that get caught handling it really really poorly yeah i'm not so. disagreeing with you michael that there will be some coaches that feel the heat and are like look we're just going to do what we think is we've got to do to win games like mm-hmm. i'm not putting that past coaching staffs right speaking of handling it poorly i've heard uh two or three different national podcasts that i listen to at least two that i've heard just throwing Alabama under the bus for how they handled their COVID situation. They tested everybody, then they all went out and like played football together, and then the results came back. And so it's like that 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 drew national news. And so I think Auburn's handling it the right way here locally. Uh, some other things that I'm seeing just as far as write ups and film breakdowns on Grant Loy. It seems like a lot of the Auburn beat are really high on his passing ability, or at least a lot higher than I am. Yeah, you know, just watching his highlight tape, and this is a tape that did not include his 11 interceptions. I have yet to find any tape that had any of his interceptions on it. Mm-hmm. And like, even just looking at the highlights, his peaks, I'm like, okay, this guy's got an okay arm. And, and people are really like building up how he's a, he's a, he's a pretty good runner and a, a pretty good passer. And, I don't want to like you know hate on the dude, but I'm just not seeing it. I'll hate on him. I listened. I didn't even watch the highlight tape. I listened from my office to Zach watch the kid's highlight tape. It's like it's the highlight. It tape. was bad. <laughs> Zach, is, I was breaking it down for you though. <laughs> Zach is yelling, not even yelling. We have thin walls, just like speaking, and he's like, "There's a swing pass. That was a swing pass." Yeah, a four-yard was- swing pass was on his highlight tape. What? What does that have to do with uh with with, with Grant? Well, that's one of the that's one of the hard throws to make. I guess so. I guess so. I wish Auburn used it more. To be everyone, fair, everyone, everyone, uh, everyone that I saw that had seen it said that his release looks really slow. People were saying he throws like Philip Rivers, which no one you never want someone to say that about you. <laughs> Someone literally linked to Philip Rivers like college uh, highlight. David was like, "Tell me this is not what we just watched." That's hilarious. Um, but regardless, I think he's the second best quarterback on the roster. With all that being said, uh, as far as this season, right this second, yeah. Well, and you probably just know going into it that the offense is not going to look like it would look with Bo Nix. Like that's the Correct. difference is that it's going to be a lot more read. To right, it. Yeah. it won't be the same thing as what Nick Marshall did, but it probably would look closer to that. Yeah, I'm fine with him as a runner, and he's not super fast, but he he was he was tough to bring down for a defender. So I I'm fine with absolutely fine with him as a runner. So, I'm I'm so sorry. You said second best quarterback on the roster. You mean behind Sawyer Pate? All right. So I got it. We got a text. You can uh, call or text the uh, locked on Auburn voicemail machine, duo five five zero two four two eight five. And this is I'm just reading the text here. 
Tank Bigsby bought the entire O-line hibachi dinner tonight. It seems like he thinks he will be starting this year. <laughs> Painter, immediate thoughts from that. Well, I do think that Tank is very likely to get some of the most, if not the most, touches, certainly by the end of the year. Is this a Makata, right? It has to be Makata. <laughs> um, I'm more interested to know who the five linemen were. That, right. That, that's yeah, the real like, story yes, here. Yes. That's the real story. It's not Tank, Tank Bigsby. From everything we've heard, he's done everything the coaches have asked and then some. It's like his conditioning has been great to this point. He had stellar grades in the spring. He came into the summer still in good shape. So, like, that part, sounds like Tank knows that he's going to be playing in some capacity. What I want to know is, who does Tank think is going to be blocking for daddy? Right, yeah. It's like, did they? Uh, did he just buy it for, like, the eight possible guys? Maybe even more than that. Or did he pick five guys? He's like, no, I'm, uh, I'm kind of going all in. It's going to be you blocking for me. Yeah, he's like three people like, hey, can we join you guys? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's uh, like, well, you guys can join us, home. but I'm not going to pay for it. So how did they was this? Do you think this was the waiter that texted us? I don't know. How else does someone know? Yeah, I'm curious that to know they, who that got tank the, bought the meal. Yeah, I want because did they yeah, were know. they paying close attention when the bill was handed out? This person has uh, has asked us questions in the past just based on the the text thread. Um, yeah, if you're listening, we will not disclose the information unless you're okay with it. But how do you know? Yeah, even if you want to be anonymous but provide us the context of if you saw him get the bill, what's the deal? Were you the server? Is, were you at the, Were you one of the linemen? Oh, yeah, are you a hibachi <laughs> chef? Because uh, first off, I love you. You do a, a dang good job. Yeah. I've never do. been to this special hibachi restaurant in Auburn. Makata, I think you guys said it was. Yeah. Uh, is it one of those that's like, it's the big table? Yeah, yeah, that's so what like, means, yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, like, if this, like, more than just those six guys would have been at the table. There would have been six strangers with them. How wild did that could be you to have, be there? Could be, you be, like, is were you one of the strangers at the table? That is possible. And so theory. that's how you know? I. So, this is also assuming it's just Tank Bigsby and his five offensive, offensive linemen. His five offensive line friends. <laughs> You're not a friend if you can't help him. <laughs> All right. There's more running back stuff I want to talk about in a second right here on Locked on Auburn. I want to tell you guys about the great things that are happening over at Built Bar, BuiltBar.com. This week, 50% off of everything. All profits will be donated to charity. One box is 15% off. Two box, 30% off. Four or more boxes, 50% off your order, and all the proceeds will go to charity to help out. Uh, Built Bar just wants to do their part in kind of helping out uh, all the different communities that are being affected by uh, these trying times uh, all over um, all over our country. So go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on to get ten dollars off your first box. That's at builtbar.com. Also, want to give some love to our friends at Fetch Me. We are halfway through the month of June, which means we are halfway through the month of Fetchers Appreciation Month. And Fetch Me does everything in their power to make sure that all the local folks in the Auburn and Opelika and Lee County area have the best experience when getting their meals delivered. And they do just uh, they do more than just meals. Uh, you can get your dry cleaning delivered, your groceries delivered. If it can be delivered, Fetch Me probably takes care of it. So go on over to your phone's app store, download the free Fetch Me Delivery app, or you can go to fetchmedelivery.com, and you can use promo code FETCHME20, FETCHME20, for your first delivery free, or Michael's favorite promo code, 25OFF, 25OFF, for 25% off your order. That's at fetchmedelivery.com and the free Fetch Me app. All right, so do you guys think do you guys think that Tank Bixby starts? So uh, College of Magnolia, uh, which is a site that I write for and we put the podcast up there, 
they uh, they put a roundtable up. Who leads in rushing? This was last week's roundtable. And we were talking in the group Slack about DJ Williams just totally ran away with the fan voting. Totally ran away with it. Tank was second. DJ Williams is who I voted for. But uh, who do you guys think uh, will lead Auburn in rushing in 2020? I can get behind Tank. I don't know about starting, especially at the beginning of the year, and I'm not sure I'm all that concerned about who starts the game. I think more importantly, it's like who gets the most touches by the end of the year. If you could tell, if you told me DJ Williams was the starter against Alcorn State, sure. But like at the same time, are there are his touches going to be comparable to Tank Bixby's? Probably. And I don't think Sean Shivers as excited as I am, and I know you are, Zach, about love Sean what he can do. He hates me on Twitter, but I I, I love him. <laughs> I, I think most often you're likely to see. Uh, DJ and Tank get the bulk of the carries with Sean getting his anywhere from, what, five to eight a game or thereabouts. So for me, the question is who gets the most carries over who starts. And I think by the end of the year, that will be Tank. Based on what we're hearing, his body, he's the highest rated running back recruit since Rock Thomas. His name's Tank. His name is Tank. But in all seriousness, like I, I think that I'm looking at uh, amount of touches over starter. And for me, by the end of the year, especially, I see that being Tank Bixby. Who would you vote for? Um, I feel like, I, I I think logically, I guess it makes the most sense that it would be DJ Williams because we've seen him play before. Um, I'm going to go back to Mark Anthony Richards. I know that he is, uh, Zach's going to dislike this, but last season, before the season, he was the guy we were hearing about in the running back room, the freshman that was playing so well and, and everyone loved, and then he got hurt. And... Did you see his tweet last night? I did not. I am it was fire. a little bit, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we don't know. Maybe if Richards is healthy and, and Whitlow gets hurt, um, Richards is the one that we see as the running back, not DJ Williams. And, and I know DJ Williams has more experience. I agree with Painter. I think Williams is going to be the starter for Alcorn State, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if both Bigsby and Richards pass him by midseason or the end of the season, if they're both really that good. Yeah, Mark Anthony Richards tweeted, God brought me from a dark place. That's why nothing can phase me. And three pictures of him working out. And, I mean, he looks ready. I mean, he looks like uh, he looks physically like an SEC back. So, I'm um, I'm excited to see what he does. I really am. So I, I'm right there with you. I don't think he's a top three back as far as touches this year, but I could be wrong. It's just a crowded backfield, man. I I agree. It is, and we can go. So I mean, do you think it's better for Auburn to go with? And Painter, it sounds like I know your answer. But would you rather see Auburn go with a younger guy that has more upside or somebody that? is a little more proven, even though there's not like this massive experience difference between DJ Williams slash Mark Anthony Richards slash Sean Shivers versus Tank Bixby. But if you if you go with the guy early on and ride him early and then switch, you know, once Tank kind of gets his groove and kind of catches up with the SEC and adapts to, you know, that that level of college football, then you you run the risk of possibly not having a one thousand yard rusher. Does that matter? I certainly don't think the 1,000-yard rusher matters to Gus Malzahn. It's a nice stat to have at the end of the year. I think it helps with recruiting to some extent, right? Maybe so, but if your team's winning games and if you have a productive rushing backfield, like you look at Alabama with Najee Harris, among others, that have gotten drafted, like, did anyone really care Like that Josh Jacobs, I don't know his numbers off the top of my head, but like because he ended up going in the first round and having the career he had, I don't know if he ever had a 1,000-yard rushing season at Alabama, but let's say he didn't. 
like no one would have really cared because you know you're sharing the backfield with a bunch of NFL talent. Yeah. Um, so the point about DJ Williams, it's interesting to me, is that against better competition last year, his numbers, his, his yards per, for, per attempt were not very good. Um, and so that is not necessarily a sign for concern. It just means that he was a young running back that was still figuring things out. Mark Anthony Richards, I think, gives you the option of that more, uh, I guess, this is kind of sort of a corny way of putting it, but the new age running back that has his hands in the cookie jar and a little bit of everything, whether it's receiving or rushing. And then Tank certainly provides the upside. So uh, my, my point with DJ is just to wait a little bit longer. Let's see him be more consistent against the best teams in the SEC and then as for Tank and Mark Anthony Richards, everything's upside, right? Like, we think they're going to be really good running backs, but for all my excitement about Tank, haven't seen him do it yet, and the same could be said for Mark Anthony Richards. Um, just to put some perspective on what Painter was saying there about Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris, uh, in Josh Jacobs' career, he had 1,491 rushing yards. Wow. Which, he, like, we know that's not an indictment on him, right? Like, even though you're like, well, that seems low. yeah. He also had 571 receiving yards. So just to put that in context, Jonathan Taylor and Chuba Hubbard both had more productive seasons last season than uh, Josh Jacobs had his entire collegiate career. Every touch he had at all. But you could hardly say Josh Jacobs didn't benefit Alabama's recruiting or the general feel that there were a bunch of talented running backs. And they kind of got forgotten about because of how good the wide receivers and the quarterback at Alabama were during that time. Right. Yep. Right. All right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up the show talking about uh, an interesting defensive tackle debate that popped up um, in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Before we get to that, um, a note, we were recording this Monday morning. And uh, King is committing between noon and 1 o'clock today. So by the time most of you are listening to this, Auburn will more than likely have a, uh, another tight end as part of its signing class. So we will, ch- uh, we will jump into that uh, on tomorrow's Locked On Auburn. So more ahead right after this. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics to do it yourself first. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are consistently, reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, kind of like what airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. So go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And do us a favor, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys. So I saw um, a few people tweet this out. First, I think Duke Scoops tweeted it out. Then I saw other people kind of rephrasing the same question in a different way. But debating between Nick Fairley and Derek Brown in their primes at Auburn, I thought we already went over this. I thought this was already laid to rest. But most people wanted Nick Fairley, and I thought I thought we already kind of did all this, and we're like, no, Derek Brown is significantly better, in my opinion. I'm with you, and it's not going to upset me that someone would take Nick Fairley, who won, you know, the award for best lineman. Like that, it's fine. 
But part of its longevity, part of it's that Brown was an, a unanimous All-American. Yeah. And, you know, I would I, I wish we had gotten to see Fairley healthier in the NFL. He had that taken away from him by something right. he couldn't control. Because I know that's, for instance, for Michael, something that's important was how much did you do in college plus what you do in the NFL? And, like, we didn't get to see the full extent of Fairley in the NFL. But in terms of the longevity of his career, like, I don't think you can really argue against Jarek Brown at this point. And you know what? Again, if you want to take Nick Fairley in that argument, fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. Was that a subtle dig at his uh, Malzahn top yeah, ten list? It was. I don't think uh, it was a fun. dig so much as it was just saying, like, I know that's going to be in a way that you weighed it. For what I know right now, I would, I'm still comfortable saying, even though we have gotten to see none of Derek Brown's professional career and, and Nick Fairley's was cut short, I would still take Derek Brown. Wow. Do you, did you feel like that was a dig at yeah. you? Yeah, I, <laughs> okay. it's fine. I can handle it. Um, <laughs> I, I do think Derek Brown is better. Um, going through that the 2010 thing that we made, Zach, uh, I think at one point we both kind of looked at each other and were like, there's just like no Nick Fairley. And it oh, was, yeah, the documentary that we made? Yeah, yeah. and... and, and you know, that's not to say Nick Fairley wasn't incredibly good. He made a lot of very timely plays for Auburn. But, it, I mean, it's tough to talk about a single game from this Auburn season that just happened and be like, well, this wasn't about Derrick Brown. Mm-hmm. Or this wasn't about the defense. Yeah, I think the best argument that Fairley has – and. He got to a lot of quarterbacks in 2010 and and put a lot of them out of the game. And you can kind of, you know, make your stance on that however you want. But the the biggest thing that Nick Fairley has over over Derrick Brown is that he won a national championship. Yeah, and he made two massive plays, one in the national championship, one in the Iron Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the first but time Derek I really Brown remember, had massive plays also. So. I, I, fairly in the Northwestern Bowl game the year before Auburn had its national title run, title run before Cam was even a member of the team, he had, a, if I remember correctly, a great game in, in the bowl game and then sort of picked up at the beginning of the season, and as Michael mentioned, on top of winning the Lombardi and being one of the best SEC players that year, of course, since he won the Lombardi, that's sort of circular logic, Painter. But, uh, yeah, I, I would but you're say, not wrong. I would say the national championship helps, and he was one of two of the biggest pieces to that. So it is interesting how sometimes he gets left out because we get so focused on everything Cam and the offense did. Uh, But again, I think even when you just look at their college careers and how long Derrick Brown was able to make an impact as a starter, plus the unanimous All-American, it's hard for me to go against Brown. Do you knock Fairley since Brown was here for four years and Fairley was here for I don't view it as so much of a knock, but it does give Brown an edge, right? That he came in and played right off the jump and then just got better every year. I think the assumption is, like, who's better, not who had the better career. I mean, I don't think there's any question Derek had the better career. But at their peak, which one would you rather have? And, like, to me, it's still Derek. But I understand the argument for Fairley. I agree. Yeah, if you're picking between a Lombardi winner and a unanimous All-American... Like, whatever. Yeah, you're not going to lose. Was Fairley not a unanimous All-American? I don't think so. I don't believe Auburn had had a unanimous All-American for a few decades. Interesting. I just, I guess I just assume the guy who wins the Lombardi is probably a unanimous All-American. I'm trying to think who else was the defensive tackle that year. I have no idea. That star Luda Laley guy, I think mm, he was there out of Utah. He was really good. He's very good. I'm trying to think if that's was the Mount year. Was Mount Cody there? 
I think he was before that. I think he was in the late 2000s, but that's fine. Painter, where can people find you near you, brother? 11 to 1, the yes. lunch break, ESPN 1067. If you like what it is you hear on the Locked On Auburn podcast, you can hear our podcast or you can listen locally. Or, hey, if you're not local, ESPNAU.com, the ESPN 1067 app. And, yeah, Derek Brown became Auburn's first unanimous All-American since 1990. Right. Michael? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby and the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.